Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is episode number 97. I'm super excited to have another podcaster joining me today. This is Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, and she's a board-certified internal medicine physician and a Christian author, and she helps burnt-out individuals recover their life. So she helps them organize seven areas of their life to really maximize their happiness, their productivity, their effectiveness. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, in short, Sandra's telling us about rest. She's teaching us about rest. And there are actually seven types of rest, which is amazing. And she wrote a book all about this called Sacred Rest. And Sandra knows the thing or two about combating burnout. She's experienced it herself. She's experienced it with her patients. And she's a top medical expert. She has incredible books and so many free resources. You're going to want to connect with her on her website. Definitely take the free rest quiz at www.restquiz.com. I'll leave all the links in the show notes and you can listen to her podcast, I Choose My Best Life, anywhere podcasts are available. And this is a podcast for someone who wants to really learn some tools so they can live boldly, live fully, love boldly, and rest intentionally. So Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith is laying it out here in this episode today for us moms. Anybody can listen. This is going to apply to all of us, but in particular, we're focusing on these different types of rest and how busy moms can create rest in the midst of the demands of motherhood and simple ways we can rest better this week. So I know you're going to love hearing from Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. Without further ado, here's my conversation with her. Hi, Dr. Sandra. Welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, everybody. This is Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She is a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's a Christian author. She helps burned-out people really figure out rest and recover what's you know, their life and, and what's meaningful to them. I really like that you focus on rest. I haven't talked to too many people about this topic, so I'm really excited for you to talk about your personal journey and what rest really means um, with all the listeners, because most of us are young moms and rest sounds absolutely amazing. Um, So can you start by sharing what you do um, a little bit more and why you wrote your, your book, Sacred Rest? Well, as you mentioned, I am an internal medicine physician. I've been in practice for about 20 years. And about midway of that time, I, I at that time was a young mom as well. I had two boys who were toddlers. Um, they were about 21 months apart. So at the time, one was one and the other one was three. And I got to a state where I burned out. Um, you know, I was working ridiculous hours and trying to do the full-time mommy thing <laughs> as best I could. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and all the things, so to speak. And it just really got to a point where I could not enjoy any of it. I couldn't enjoy my family time. I couldn't enjoy the work time because I was just so tired all the time. And that's where the book sacred rest kind of came out of. I actually start the book off just describing one of the kind of one of the pivotal moments during that season when I remember picking up the kids from daycare and, you know, it was late in the evening, 5 30, 6 o'clock or so after work. And I remember putting them in front of the TV and just laying out on the foyer floor. I just could not, just couldn't take another step. 
I couldn't do anything else. I was just so at the end of myself. And so that's where the book starts off at, because that's when I started to really think about what changes need to be made so that I actually feel energized and enjoy my life and enjoy the work that I do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I read a little bit of that. And it's just something that I think so many of us moms can relate to. You just get to this point where you, you just can't do it. You just have to lay down and put the show on and take a breath. Um, and so, you know, you talked about that in your book. And could you share with everybody here, you know, how you knew you were experiencing burnout and that you needed rest specifically instead of just more sleep? Can you talk about that distinct distinction a little bit? Yes. Well, honestly, initially I didn't know that I needed, that they were two different things. I think like most people, mm -hmm. when I first got started, I just kind of lumped sleep and rest into this one big category. And so after that experience, my initial thought was, okay, I probably am just not getting enough sleep. I'm just sleep deprived. And, you know, all the textbook talks about how prevalent sleep deprivation is. So I mm -hmm. thought, let me focus on that. And I, you know, made a point of getting to bed earlier every night, really going to bed when the kids went down because they went yep. to bed really early at that age. And so I was getting, you know, eight, nine, and sometimes 10 hours of sleep. And I would wake up the next day still exhausted. And that's when the bells and whistles started to go off because I, I was sleeping well. I mean, I wasn't having that type of sleep where you fidget all night. I mean, I was sleeping. And mm -hmm. it wasn't solving my fatigue. And so I think like many people who show up in my office, I then did the, the battery of tests on myself to find out it was just my thyroid off, you know, or my mm -hmm. adrenals off, you know, what, what is it that's keeping me so tired and everything came back normal. And that's when I really started to, to, to dive deeper into, okay, th there's something more going on that's driving this fatigue that is not sleep. There's some, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm not physically, I'm not just physically tired. And from that is what really the seven types of rest kind of bloomed out of just discussing it with my patients, kind of seeing it in my own life. And then, you know, diving kind of into the research aspects of it and seeing how other people were experiencing fatigue and how were, you know, were they having specific types of fatigue that maybe hadn't been termed or given a label to. And that's where the seven types of rest came from. Mm -hmm. Yes. I took your um, inventory on your website and it was really interesting. I'll just share that for myself. Um, the mental rest was something um, like resting your mind. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think so much. I, don't rest my mind very much. Um, and then also I do know that I probably don't sleep enough. Um, I do have two little kids at home, so that's part of it. I also stay up too late. I'm working on that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about those seven types of rest. Um, how do we, so maybe introducing that and then talking about, you know, how do we figure out which ones we should really focus in on in this current season of life? Yes. Well, I'll name the seven to start off with. The three that most people have at least heard of and are somewhat familiar with are physical rest, mental rest, and spiritual rest. And then mm -hmm. the four that are lesser known, but that really came out of the research and working with people directly were emotional, social, sensory, and, the, and creative rest. Those were the ones where, and for myself, those were the ones where I was really having an issue with, in part because I didn't even really know they existed. 
there was a little bit of research on emotional rest, but it hadn't really been termed. People were looking at it very abstractly. And you know, nobody was talking about creative rest and very few people were talking about social rest. So it, they were terms that just were unfamiliar to the majority of society, but people were experiencing the rest deficits. They were calling them different things and trying to fix it in ways that just were not restorative. They were not fixing the, the type of rest that the actual deficit was in. The Because the thing is, you can sleep you know, 20 hours and still not fix a uh, social or sensory or creative rest deficit because the type of, of restorative activity you're doing does not pour back into those specific areas. And the only way to really feel better from a rest deficit is if you're doing restorative activities that focus on the place where you're having the problem. And I think that's probably the key for most people is just identifying. And that's where the rest quiz came from. So many of my patients and clients that I worked with, that was their number one thing. How do I tell what type of rest it is that I'm needing? You know, uh, I feel I'm tired. I feel like I need all the rest, all the different types mm -hmm. of rest. And so with the quiz, they're able to really get an assessment that gave specific numbers where they could see, oh, well, this one's higher than this one. So let me focus on the one with the highest level of deficit first. And as it gets under control, then I can look on the other areas and work on them, you know, as I go. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And I think young moms would probably say, oh, I, I need more rest in all these areas. Um, but what I find really interesting is the creative rest. I feel like not too many people are talking about that. And I didn't really think about this until you're talking. You know, I talk about this a lot with, you know, moms who maybe have lost their passion or their their purpose, their calling, you know, figuring that out, not getting lost in the day-to-day motherhood journey because it's a lot of giving. You're outside of yourself. You're being selfless. But then to remember that we each are individuals created in the image of God and he's a creator. So of course we have this creative side to ourselves. So I'm just curious really quickly if you could maybe talk about something that, you know, this person, this mom, for example, how would she know? I mean, she could take your quiz, but what are maybe some other telltale signs if she was coming to you? And you, you identified like, okay, I think you have a deficit in this creative side of rest. Like what, what would that look like maybe? So maybe a mom listening could, could kind of self-identify as she's listening. And then how would she go about fixing that? Yeah, that's a great question because each type of rest deficit has its own symptoms, so to speak, that someone would experience. And so in answering that, let me start by just defining really what creative rest even is. Creative rest is the rest we receive when we allow ourselves to appreciate beauty in whatever form. So whether that's creative beauty, that's natural, like, you know, people, a lot of people experience this when they go to the beach or they're around bodies of water. Many experience it just in nature, the mountains, the, the forest, looking at flowers. Some people get it with man-made beauty, going to art museums or when they are looking at art even online 
or listening to music or the symphony. And so that's what creative rest is. It's it's different than it's different than like journaling or writing where you're putting a demand on your creativity where you're actually that's creative work. You're actually putting a demand on your creativity. It's when you allow beauty that's already created to awaken and kind of bring to life something inside of you. And so for many women when um, the problem is they don't really realize the ways in which they're creative because they have they think about creativity only in the artistic sense however if you're a mom who let's say is homeschooling and you have two kids one who's an auditory learner and the other one who's a visual learner you're having to creatively think of ways to teach both because of their differences or if you've got a child who is autistic and you're having to think of creative ways to keep them engaged and to socialize. There's so many different ways that we use our creativity from trying to figure out how to make a meal when you don't have all the ingredients mm -hmm. and you still want it to taste edible to you know, figuring out how to patch together something that your child demands they wear, although you know it's falling to pieces. I mean, we're constantly doing things where we're having to be innovative, thinking outside of the box and creating, but we don't look at that as creativity. And for those who are doing that on a daily basis, for like I said, with the homeschooling mom, daily they're doing this creative work they don't think about how to pour back into the place where they are daily pouring out. And that's when they start having that rest, that creative rest deficit. And it starts looking like just, first of all, it's usually a feeling of just general fatigue. Like people say, I'm tired, I'm tired all the time, but they're not defining what exactly that means. Motivation can get low. The ability to feel like you can brainstorm, it, it can feel almost overwhelming. It's like, I can't come up with another thought on this, or I can't think of any new ways of approaching this. Um, many people, you know, have, will have those creative blocks, so to speak, when you're trying to come up with a new idea. And it's like, I just don't, I don't have any other options. I can't think of another way of approaching this. That's another sign that there's likely a creative rest deficit because God's not out of creative ideas. And if you're running out mm -hmm. of them, it's because you are not filling back up that creative part of yourself. Wow. That was so helpful. Thank you so much for explaining that. Um, and so let's say a busy mom's listening, you know, busy and mom, that's kind of redundant, but <laughs> let's just say, um, lovely mom is listening right now. And she says, okay, I'm totally on board with this. I want to create rest. I really want to do this in the midst of the demands of motherhood. Dr. Sandra, how do I do that? It's such a big question, but let's just start with step one, maybe for that lovely mom listening. Well, I think step one is to, to stop thinking about it as like this this block of this huge block of time that you have to carve out for rest. I think that's what many people associate with rest. They think of vacation. They think mm -hmm. I have to have this huge block of time that I, what I teach people in sacred rest, because none of us have time to go on a vacation. I mean, you can't even go on a vacation <laughs> right now. Most mm -hmm. of the world is on lockdown. So we have to be able to understand how do we keep ourselves energized and restored and happy without having to leave our leave our life. And so there's a lot of very simple things. It really just depends on the type of rest you're deficient in. I'll use, for example, what we just talked about with creative rest. So, you know, for me, my 
creative rest oftentimes comes from going to bodies of water. We have a body of water everywhere I've lived. There's always been bodies of water nearby. So I always used to make plans to kind of drive by them or to purposely, you know, go by those areas. Well, now we're not leaving our home because we're working from home. And so what's a lot of the studies showed when I was researching this is that people who feel energized by being at the beach or being at the lake, when they look at images of the beach or the lake, the, the brain chemistry, actually, when they did the MRI studies, had the same response, whether they were looking at the actual image or if they were looking at it like on a computer screen or looking wow. at a picture in their house. And so if you're someone who the beach revives you or, or looking at flowers or gardens revives you, change your lock screen on your phone or your computer to, to be an area of creative rest for you. If you're someone who gets that from going to like museums and now you can't travel to go do that, do a virtual art museum, you know, go into some of these these areas where you can take a look at art online and not have to go anywhere. You, there's so many ways of doing a lot of these things kind of in small chunks throughout your day. For some people, it could be as simple as, you know, getting the kids out the house for a moment. And while they're playing, you be very intentional about just observing nature and seeing the beauty in that and finding ways to extract what you need in the middle of the day without having to you know, figure out, well, someone's got to take the kids for two hours so I can get a creative rest break. No, your kids can do it with you. They need it too, because for most of them, they're, they're creative all day. That is kind of where kids live. They live in their creative zone. And so it's helpful for them to have some of those breaks as well. Yes, I agree. And it's funny, as you're talking, I realize that my creative rest is definitely going on a walk with my kids and not having my phone, not looking at any technology, just looking at the trees, listening for nature, you know, birds, mm -hmm. sounds and all of that good stuff. And so as you're talking, I'm realizing, wow, that's why I feel so much better. It's not just the fresh air but it's actually creative rest for me. So I bet some moms listening will realize that as well, that just taking your kids on a walk or, you know, which is maybe all we can do right now in this current season, um, it's still rest. So thank you for making it simple. I really like that. And so for anyone listening, what's sim one simple way we can rest better this week? Well, I'll change, I'll change kind of tactics a little bit as far as the type of rest we're talking about, um, because one that I find a lot with moms is um, uh, emotional rest deficit. There's this um, kind of feeling sometimes I think that with moms that kind of, it's almost like I'm the only one who's not doing the dishes, who has a load of laundry packed up mm. in the corner somewhere with the kids bouncing off of it, you know, the dog's all over the place. And so, you know, you can't start feeling like you're not keeping up or you're not um, living up to the mom role, so to speak, uh, and all the, the parts that go with that. I find so I find the emotional rest tends to be one that's very high uh, in the in their deficit. And one way is to counteract that 
is to start thinking about um, how to connect with other moms so that you're not feeling as if you're the only one. And that plays a little bit in both the emotional rest part, which is the rest that we experience when we allow ourselves to be very authentic and real and raw about where we're at, as well as the social rest component, which is the rest we get in community when we are around life-giving supportive people. And so to a way of combining that as a mom is to think about a virtual mom group. I like to call them virtual coffee dates, where I have quite a few moms who have set up these small groups where maybe there's eight women in the group that have kids of about the same age, very similar you know, lifestyles and living situations. And they set a date each week, 15 minutes, that 10 o'clock a.m., if you're free and your kids are in the nap, are taking a nap or you can keep them, you know, entertained for that 15 minutes, let's check in with each other virtually, you know, Skype, Zoom, you pick the, the apparatus and let's just have some face-to-face -face time with other women in a similar situation. A lot of the science has shown that the, the actual being able to see someone's mannerisms and body movements and their facial expressions increase the social rest that we receive when we're around other people. And so um, that is a very simple way of, of doing that for moms without having to worry about if you can get a sitter to break away to go to a mom, you know, mom group or, you know, are your kids going to behave if you show up for the mommy and me event? You don't have to worry about any of that. You can do it virtually and just make it very undemanding. You know, if you show up one week and don't show up the next, great. But out of eight women, a couple will show up every week. That's so practical. I have a group text going with five other mom friends. And as you're talking about this, I realize, yes, there's something about face to face and we can't all be together right now, but we surely can use Zoom and FaceTime and all of that good stuff. So um, after we get off this call, I'm going to text my friends and say, hey, ladies, <laughs> let's uh, set up a Zoom call. And I like that. No pressure, just 15 minute window. And whoever can join can join. And that's great. And th the great thing about moms joining together is even when one of your kids is screaming, the other moms so get it. <laughs> yeah. um, we're all in it together. So yeah, thank you for that really practical tip. Um, anything else you want to share before you let everyone know where they can connect with you more and get your books and all that good stuff? Well, you mentioned about mental rest. So I'll just hit on that just briefly. Um, I think you mentioned on it for yourself, just mm -hmm. the ability to kind of turn the mind off. Uh, that tends to be one that will keep most people from sleeping deeply and getting to those higher levels of high quality sleep that most of us want. And just one really simple tactic that tends to help a lot of people is what we call brain dumping or uh, mind dumping. It's just... Um, taking that information that kind of hits our head right before you go to bed, your to-do mm -hmm. list, your conversations, you're kind of playing out in your head, all those things to write them down on either just a piece of paper or a journal and allowing yourself to release them long enough to sleep. And then you have it captured. So you don't have to worry about, you know, if you're going to remember it, you already have it captured on that piece of paper. Thank you, Dr. Sandra. That's why I love journaling so much. <laughs> that makes so much sense. They're all, everything's connecting in my mind right now. Thank you so much. This has been fabulous. I want to keep talking, but I know that busy moms are listening, so we'll keep it brief. But um, 
yeah, let everyone know where they can connect with you because I know you have so many fabulous resources and just talking to you for this brief time. I mean, I've learned so much. I know the listeners are learning so much and will want to learn more from you. Yes, well, I definitely um, suggest everyone visit restquiz.com. That's the free rest assessment that lets you know which of the seven types of rest you're most efficient in. And then my main website is at ichoosemybestlife.com. And from there, you can learn about the book Sacred Rest as well as see some of the other free resources. Perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Sandra. I really appreciated your time today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.